You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to the We Are Libertarians daily podcast. I am your host, Odie Johns. I'm here with your other host, Sarah Brady Wagner. Sarah, how's it going tonight? I'm doing pretty good. Good, good. Uh, We're doing better than the internet um, is doing. Uh, Because what we're going to talk about today is FOSTA, SESTA, and the new Facebook and Tumblr guidelines. And uh, I I don't have a lot of good news right now on them, but uh, it is news in the sense that it is news. So that's what we're going to be talking about. Uh, Where do you want to start? I'll let you I'll let you kick off this one. Well, the part that's probably most important to listeners is just the simple update of in case you did not know. Um, several social media sites have updated their community standards um, because of essentially it is a fall is as fallout of the FOSTA SESTA bill, um, which um, it, it basically amended the rules of the internet as far as the government is concerned um, to say that if a platform, if any sort of um, sexual solicitation, any sort of like illegal sex or human trafficking takes place on a platform, that platform can be held liable. So everybody is just trying to cover their asses before this law goes into effect in January. And, so, you know, so it it's gotten very wide. It would incentivize them to be more paranoid about getting it off of there since they can be held liable, right? So Correct. When, when in doubt, ban it. Exactly. I mean, one of the first impacts that you saw of this was that, you know, Craigslist just took all their entire personal section down. Um, because the the implication is that if there is any sort of even consensual exchange of sexual services, um, that you could be held liable for that in case that, you know, something was going on that you didn't know about. Um, basically, you have to find a way to know about that. So it requires you have to go through like uh, confirming that everyone who is involved is 18 or over. And, you know, that is an additional cost in and of itself. Plus, it's kind of a little bit of an invasion of privacy for your users. And, you know, it just kind of puts up that one more wall to people being able to just engage with each other. And that's that's really the the biggest problem that I have with this is just <sighs> there's a lot of specifics and we can we'll dig down into the dirt in a little bit. But this is just another thing that says instead of me saying these are the people I want to relate to, these are the people that I don't want to relate to. I mean, let's be honest, if you're on backpage.com, you know what you're doing. You right. know, like like you you've signed up for this. You've agreed to this. If you go to that part of Craigslist, like you talked about, you know what you're getting into, and it's spelled out there. And so it's just when we talk about the voluntary contract, it's just a voluntary contract that you're not allowed to have anymore. Between- well, you know, the concern, and it is a, a a valid concern and one that does have emotional weight to it, is that um, in some cases there are children involved in this, and and nobody is here to argue that the you know children who were caught up in sex trade are there voluntarily. Um, so. There's a conflation of that kind of coercive underbelly with the entire sex trade. And a lot of that is caused by such a wide prohibition. You know, when consenting adults can't engage in consensual exchange of sexual services, you know, it creates a black market and that creates a more fertile environment for human trafficking to occur. 
Um, so Fosta Sesta just kind of sweeps all of that into one um, pool and has the results have really hurt adult consensual sex workers. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, and that's just, I mean, that part is classic government. Try to stop one thing and stop a million other good things while they stop a one bad thing. But, I mean, isn't, isn't sex with kids illegal already? Am I mistaken? Is, isn't, that, isn't that illegal already? It so. is. And now if you were at any way, uh, if your platform was involved in that exchange, you were also guilty. So let me ask you this then. If I I don't want to become a pedophile, never mind, scratch that. But if a pedophile is out there wanting to have sex with kids and they're using Backpage or or, or you know, they're using something and and somebody's posted something that shouldn't be there, like sex with kids. Don't you think it's easier to catch these people if they try to do it on a public platform versus in the underground because we don't have to stop them on Facebook. It's already illegal. We say I I think if Facebook says and I know this sounds crazy, but if I say yeah, you know what? You want to try to sex traffic young kids on Facebook? That's fine, but you're still subject to the law, and the law can use Facebook. So, I mean, aren't we better off catching these people? Does censorship really help shut this down? You know, that's actually been the main criticism of it by law enforcement, is that this has made their job more difficult. Because when you had um, the protection of Section 203 applying to these platforms said, you know, you can't possibly police all of your users, so you're not going to be held responsible for the things that they do and the things that they post. You know, they were eager to uh, cooperate with law enforcement to make sure that these kinds of situations did not happen on their platform because, my God, you don't want to get a, uh, a reputation for being the platform that you go to for, you know, child pornography or, you know, pedophilic sex. That's that's not something that, uh, you know, a company is is aiming for generally. Right. Well, and and so like for me, when I go to a grocery store and they have up front, they say, hey, please be on the lookout for this guy. He's a kidnapper. And this girl, she's pot, she's been kidnapped. You know, please be on the watch for these guys. I see their faces. I know what they're up to, you know, and I can say, OK, here's where they were last seen that that might help me narrow it down a bit with this one. Now there is some, you know, mysterious pedophile and some victim out there and i i don't know what they look like i wouldn't even know where to begin shutting it down so i just kind of have to hope law enforcement is stop you know stops handing out speeding tickets and start and starts actually you know going after this type of thing but i mean that's that's just a hope whereas i think if a citizen comes across it and says oh my gosh like dude look what i just saw and passes that on to law enforcement they're they're a lot more likely to catch it but you like you said you already said it it, it law enforcement is aware that this has made that their job harder to actually crack down on like a real crime as opposed to like you know uh double parking or something like that so i guess double parking you still have a victim in that crime but you know what i'm saying speeding yeah so let's like let's shift gears a little bit to you know we all we've done other episodes on the false assessed bill if you want to get a little more in depth yeah. but um let's talk about the changes to these social media policies in the case of facebook it you know facebook has never really been a sexualized platform so it's you know an adjustment of the community standards, which we can get into in a little bit, but I really want to talk about this huge shift that everybody says is going to kill Tumblr. Um, Tumblr has now just issued a broad ban on adult content. Um, and, and it has been issued 
you know, there's been some criticism of the specific ways in which they've defined issues within that ban. But the reason why everybody says it's going to kill Tumblr is because most of Tumblr's user base uses it for porn. Uh, and there's a huge sex worker um, movement on Tumblr. Uh, it was interesting. I think the statistic I came across was something like 20, only 22% of Tumblr blogs are, um, have sexual content, but 80% of Tumblr users follow those blogs. Aha. <laughs> uh, those are the popular ones. You know, Tumblr is, uh, and, and, and you've done some excellent work and discussions in your fundamental freedom. Uh, you, you have specifically addressed sex work. Um, it's just work. And I, I believe that's what you said, and that it, that rings true and accurate to me. The thing is, is you know, one of the things that this doesn't help is this doesn't make these people any safer. The nice part about Tumblr is when you have a profile and you're connecting to somebody else, there's accountability for you. Because what they say is, if this person abuses you or hurts you or something like that, they're going to they're going to say it to your, I guess, virtual face and be able to say this guy has a problem and they're going to be able to flag you. But now if I'm still looking for sex work and if we've learned anything from prohibition, uh, kicking these people off of Tumblr is not going to stop their desires from happening or their practices from happening, then all of a sudden a they wider, lack the accountability. A wider, a wider issue at play here is also that you know this the, the change in community standards and just this ban of all adult content has also swept up uh, a lot of communities that were not strictly pornographic or explicitly sexual sexualized to what they're considering where tumblr had actually uh, gained a reputation for being you know a place that people who are kind of on the fringes of uh, society would be able to go to in order to exchange thoughts and kind of develop these different ideas and basically explore who they are as individuals even when that took very very you know, non-traditional forms. You know, it was a place for exploration. It was a place for especially um, gender binary or gender fluid uh, experimentation and transgender communities. One of one of the more salient jokes that has been made by a lot of users on Tumblr since this uh, change in policy was announced was that at what point during a individual's documentation of their transition from male to female or from female to male, uh, would their nipples become acceptable or unacceptable under the policy that bans only female presenting nipples? You know, it's the point of it being that this requires you to draw such arbitrary lines and says that if you are outside of this, then you are not even allowed to have conversations with other people anymore about what it feels like to fall outside of those lines. It's too bad because I feel like it got a lot of guys like, get offended over the nipple thing and i'm just like man please let them free the nipple i am i am very repressed okay i need this in my life right now and you guys are wrecking it for me no that's being gross but being being serious yeah it it, it creates this line and i think so to get a little deeper into what you said i think some people need to see that transition now is it sexual content regarding sexual parts well I, yeah sure but sometimes you're viewing it medicinally or you just want to see man what's happening what do these changes look like especially if you're someone who's trans you know you can find somebody who's transitioning it's different depending on your age you know and they just want to say i i want to know what what to expect from my body 
when I'm when I'm changing at this age. Now, there's millions of books if you're just a guy or a girl to go out and say, hey, here's how your body's going to be changing. If you're trans, man, things are totally different for you. And and there's a lot of and now we're going to be censoring the way that these people look up that information to say what's going to happen down there, what's going to happen up here, what am I going to look like, what kind of changes should I expect? Not only with the pictures, because we're talking about the nipples, but also with the speech, sexualized speech. And so now you can't say, you can't even say what these changes are, you know, and, and even if it is like in a medical way. And as we said right off the bat, this is because they'd rather ban it and, and, and say, well, I'm sorry if you think it was medical, we don't think it was. So now people are just going to ban it, you know, or these platform owners are going to ban it right off the bat. Um, to say there's even been uh, objections from you know artistic communities because there is always this gray area between what is artistic and what is sexualized and one of the things that has been again uh, appreciated and applauded about tumblr up until this point is that it gave artists a medium to where it was safe to share both you know thing their art that would be considered more adult in its content only because of how much or in what way it shows the human body as opposed to, you know, more art that you can consider to be safe for work. But again, it's it's just this ranging taboo over what is acceptable to show of people and even of just normal human sexuality. There's... So I have Facebook's uh, community standards page open right now, and I'm not even kidding. This is it. This is in it, word for word. For example, while we restrict some images of female breasts that include the nipple, we allow other images. Ugh. Uh, and it said, I mean, it goes on to say, you know, depending on if it was a protest or if they're breastfeeding or mastectomy scarring or if it's done tastefully or if it's a white T-shirt or I mean, it, it's just now all of a sudden this this there's no black and white rules here. It, this is a lot of gray area and they'd probably rather ban you than keep you. And then the other part is it enables them to be biased because you could say, hey, why did this person showing their nipples get you know get get kept and i got banned you know we did it i feel like we did it the same way and so you put the ball in facebook's court which is not exactly proven to be an even playing field uh de depending on the like you know where you stand politically uh we know that people get we, they hide behind it a lot that oh well maybe the community got offended in this one and wasn't offended on this one I mean, they don't say whether or not, but I find it hard to believe that everyone of this political leaning was went completely unreported and everyone of that political leaning got reported. And it, it just gets into more like this is just another avenue now with the sexual activity and the and the adult nudity that they're going to be able to say yes, no, yes, no, and be picky and choosy. And just they left themselves with this huge gray area for them to decide and not for us to decide. And so it's just another arrow we don't have in our quiver anymore. We just have to hope that they like it. <sighs> you know, it always comes down to it's just a conglomeration of various biases. You know, even with Facebook, every time something is reported, it goes to an individual and that individual's biases are going to play into whether or not they decide that it conforms with Facebook's community standards, or even whether or not they think it's something that might require them to reference it to a supervisor and, you know, get one of these various exclusions considered. You know, I, I know I read about at one point Facebook was struggling over whether or not to allow um, pictures of traditional um, 
indigenous women breastfeeding goats at one point, which is like, it was apparently like an ancient survival mechanism that was still sometimes uh, engaged in by these uh, communities. And they considered whether or not they should have a special exception for that. But it just, just as easily could have ended up that someone just clicked, of course not, and deleted it. It's all this could be fixed. I, I think when I think of it, all this could be fixed by so many easier things to do. They just keep giving themselves more and more gray area. I mean, when I click on the community standards, there's like, there's the watered down, like, here's what it means for you. And then there's like the legal jargon, which is like billions of pages long. And I think it would just be so easy to say, hey, listen, I'm okay with objectionable content. I am okay with it. Let me click that box. Or I can click a box to say, I release objectionable content. Okay, so so please don't regulate me, you know. To make that to be able to make that choice. You know, like when you buy a video game, you know if it's mature or for kids or if it's gonna have swear words or if it's not. So if I know beforehand, hey, I'm using Facebook and I've clicked the mode that says, yeah, I might see some crazy stuff, you know, then 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 that's what you're going to see, what you've allowed yourself to see. Instead, what they're doing is they're saying, hey, we're going to moderate what's mature and what's not, and we're going to play it by ear instead of, you know, it takes that personal power, it takes that authority away from me, and it gives it to them. Well, and it is because the incentives that the law puts in place are to say that if you don't do this, then if at any point someone who is under, you know, the legal age gets access to some of that content that we've de we've deemed too mature for them to see, you know, we're going to hold you liable in horrible court ways. Right. right. And so they, and so they say, well, we, you know, I, and I'm sure that they just want to have the power to be able to say, you know, yes and no, because now all of a sudden, I guess in defense of Facebook, they're no longer allowed to have a mature setting. Right. So Under what is so what is the, you know, the bottom line, not the Facebook version of the what this means for you, but what is our version of what this really means for you regarding what you can do on Facebook and Tumblr going forward? So if you, you've gone over the Facebook standards a little bit more, so what should, what should people know that they're no longer allowed to do? So what, what this changes is, uh, it, 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 now look, exchanging sex blatantly has almost always been you know or marketing for it has almost always been banned by by uh facebook but the what fosta changes is uh <clears throat> let me see here the exact verbiage here uh the appearance of sexual activity or sexual exchanges so this now as opposed to saying oh this is a sexual activity so i banned it if it appears that it might be sexual activity, they're going to ban it. Wait, Hody, are you saying I can't say Netflix and chill? Question mark. <laughs> That's always no. I think that was banned beforehand. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, so possibly, but but if you think about it, oh, that's the innuendo, right? It's implication, right? And so so we laugh about it. 
and they probably wouldn't depending on who you were, but they can. And in fact, if somebody really wanted to push FOSTA SESTA, so, so the way a lot of these come about, uh, a lot of people, especially libertarians, felt bad when Mark Zuckerberg went to the trials because he was clearly representing a lot of businessmen that had Well, it was own. a hearing. It wasn't a trial. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> he's not on trial for anything. A hearing uh, that he was supposed to answer for, and he was clearly answering for a lot of businessmen. Now, these businessmen want to see, you know, they're not interested in the social media. They're interested in the advertisements. They're interested in seeing this grow as a platform. They're interested in money, right? They're interested in monetization. And so they don't care about, especially sex work when they can't tax it, you know, or sex work when they don't have anything to do with it, or if it drives away other, like, more conservative customers, you know? And so, this is just another one of those things to say, well, if I need to please my investors or the law, then I'm just going to say, you know what? There's some gray area. Let's just get rid of them. Let's just get rid of it, especially if they have this or that political leaning that my investors don't have, that my big backers don't have. So what I see, bottom line on Facebook, since that's what you asked me, is that now they're going to ban the appearance of what looks like sexual activity. On top of that, what might make Facebook, and I'm not sure because you did more of the Tumblr side, but what might make Facebook different from Tumblr, they read it all their standards because of this faucet, not just sexual activity. So if you're like, hey, I don't really push the sexual thing anyway, so it's no, no So they problem. just took the opportunity to do a whole overhaul. They're saying, while we're at it, uh, if if we deem that it's cruel and insensitive, that's another one that popped up on here uh, under the new policy, if it's cruel or insensitive, uh, you may have your account banned deplatformed. I mean, they give themselves every right in the book. The biggest problem with this is especially for we, you know, things like we're libertarians when, and thankfully we have, we, we have our own website and everything, but uh, you look at like Liberty memes or something that made their platform Facebook, that that's where they launch everything is on Facebook. Deplatforming is a death blow almost. Liberty memes has survived and moved on, but it deleted a lot of the content that they had, you know, and so this is this is the same thing. If they say cruel and insensitive, oh, if one person felt it was cruel, you could get completely deplatformed and have all your work that you put on Facebook deleted, or maybe we'll just ban you for a week. It says that they might tell you why why you were banned. They don't even have to do that anymore. So you could just wake up and post something maybe political. One person felt. And one person feels that it's insensitive, you could be completely deplatformed and that's their right. So there you go. That's what's new for Facebook. What's new over on the uh, the Tumblr side? Well, on the Tumblr side, it is mostly focused, it really is just focused on the adult content portion. Um, but they've given very vague guidelines and as Tumblr is always big on, well, if you don't like them, you can always you know appeal them to a higher authority, which I believe Facebook also does. Um, but the specific rules, uh, of course, now my page is not pulling up, um, are they do allow some forms of nudity, but, you know, they are what you would consider, you know, the safer kind. So it's if it has an educational purpose, um, which actually has been brought into question by the community of sex educators on um, Tumblr, who, again, because of the uh, openness of the platform, there have been lots of communities that flourish there 
that wouldn't necessarily be able to have started out on other platforms. And it's it's very jarring for them to suddenly be pushed off of what had been considered a safe space. Um, you know, it's one of those, you don't necessarily have to worry about them in on Facebook, but there are really great resources uh, for both teenage and adult sex education on Tumblr. Is that content considered sexualized or is that considered educational nudity? You know, really, it's both. Yeah. You, you, um, you know, we already talked about the question of the female presenting nipples, um, but female presenting nipples are allowed in very specific, acceptable situations. So if a woman is breastfeeding or if a woman is um, post-birth, then you're allowed to have nipples because that's considered unsexualized. You know, it, it goes back to this issue of, you know, the whether or not women's bodies are just inherently sexual just depends on whether or not they're actively involved in reproductive tasks. Um, which, it, I don't know, as, as a woman with a female body seems like a really objectified uh, argument there. That, you know, your bodies are the same all the time whether or not you're actively using your breasts to feed a child or not. Um, but right. there's also bans on um, whether or not you can't have um, drawings or anything that is a photorealistic enough to be mistaken for humans. Um, they even include a, a comment in the guidelines that says, nice try, though. <laughs> um, but they do allow certain forms of artistic nudity. And again, that goes back to um, photographers who actually do sexualized photography, you know, pictures of couples where women like to have sometimes boudoir shoots done to make sexy pictures for their husbands or their partners. Um, and those can be considered artistic in a lot of cases. And the same can be true of couples who are engaging in, you know, their sexual expression of their love in their relationship. Um, and whether or not those pictures are considered artistic, again, could be up to the interpretation of the viewer. But in this case, Tumblr says it's just up to the interpretation of the Tumblr reviewer. Um, you know, and what's what's been interesting about the implementation of this is that they put in place a filter. And uh, as uh, anybody who has ever been on a website with a content filter knows, they are notorious for picking up things that absolutely do not apply. Um, in this case, there there's a famous picture that's used frequently on Tumblr um, that is a, an old painting that is a picture of a woman who's nude coming out of a well, and it's oh, yeah. um, supposed to be truth coming out of her well to scold mankind. And that was picked up as uh, sexualized imagery by the filters. Well, she's topless. <laughs> so, I mean... you know, But it's also artistic, and, you know, also right. was just a perfect representation of this is something that you know, many different Tumblr communities, even just political communities, had picked up, you know, as a symbol for their movements. You know, it, it's a pretty universal message. Truth coming out to scold humanity. We all have our own version of truth that we think that everybody else is failing to acknowledge. Um, you know, but when you have to put in place these brute force sensors, you're going to get a lot of stuff picked up that are completely unrelated. Uh, absolutely. I mean, it's it, it's about time for final thoughts, and I'm just going to carry on with that theme. Uh, who, who do you want in charge of what you can see and what you can't? If it's anybody besides yourself, that should freak you out. 
And I'm saying even if you trust somebody else, you know, even if Facebook was a really gen- generally good company, you still don't want them filtering what you can see, what you can't, because you're the best filter for that. Look, I block people on Facebook that I don't have anything to do with, that I think that are gross or inappropriate or whatever. You you have that power to limit them from your life and from from your social life, from your social media. And I think that that's the best way to go about it. Every time we pass a law like this FOSTA-SESTA sweeping regulation that says, you know, if it might, let's just say instead of is used for sex, says might be used for sex, it opens up this whole can of worms. And now all of a sudden we have to worry about, am I able to, like Sarah said, educate my kids about sexual activity? I was going to use some pictures, you know, or, or, or use a guide that I found online. Uh, and and about I, their own bodies. And about their own bodies in the case of the trans thing to say like, hey, man, when am I going to change? You know, what's what's going on? I want to hear from somebody that's kind of like current, you know, I want to see what's going on. I want multiple sources on this. And now they're in a situation where if they decide to keep that up, they're at risk of being of being found of being, ban- you know, the federal government can can boot them, so can can say, yeah, you can't do this anymore. Now, obviously, in the case of things like Facebook, that's they can't even take that slight risk. So, if the government says, hey, if it's a gray area, shut it down. Facebook's probably going to say, okay, definitely shut it down. Not can shut it down. I'm going to shut it down because I don't want anybody, to, you know, messing up all of Facebook. You know, the investors can't handle that, and so they create these gray areas and these. You know, well, if we think it's for the moral good and they get to define what the, what the, what the, what general, if they're willing to allow like violent imagery, if it's, if they believe it's for a good cause, but they get to define what the good cause is, of course, you don't. Um, Anytime you don't get to define these type of things, look, the whole point of social is it's who you're interacting with. And all these laws do can limit who you interact with. You should always be freaked out what that limitation is. Look, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know me. I'm not hiring anybody online (laughs) to have sex with, okay? I'm a crazy prude. But look, every time these limitations come out, all of a sudden, Sarah mentions a piece of artwork I can't see anymore. Uh, These are all things that I should be allowed to have access to, and I can make the conscious decision not to see them. So that is how I feel about it. Sarah, I will let you have the final word on this. You know, I think you already really wrapped it up very nicely there. My only thought is that, you know, as much as we may seem hard on um, or mean seem harsh on Tumblr and Facebook for their implementation of these policies, it really does come back to they're just trying to protect their business interests. And at the end of the day, this is a law that Congress put into place that is trying to force the hand of uh, private companies to act as nannies to their users rather than allowing people to make decisions for themselves. Bingo. Well, Sarah, you have uh, you have an excellent evening and you, the listener, I hope you're having a good one and I will uh, talk to you later.